Okay, thank you. You may be seated. I'm going to get right into the Word because I'm going to have a very simple message but and very short today, but I, um, I believe you're going to come... Well, how you've come in here, you're going to leave changed. Welcome to all of our guests. Thank you for being here. Come back next week, and Bishop will be here. And oh, by the way, it is our 4th of July celebration Sunday. It's before the 4th. I realize that. But he's going to preach on Make America. Yeah? Make America. Well, I've heard some of him... Some of this kind of stirring in his spirit, and you are going to have your socks blessed off. It's going to be so awesome. You've got to be here next Sunday. So, guests, come back and hear him. If you don't like me today, just love me. Sometimes you don't like people, but you love me. No, really, there's no such thing. you got to love me because God says you do, and you're going to be blessed. Okay, so thank you for being here. I am so excited for all of our guests I am really, really, really excited about the summer. I hear so many things happening in my spirit. And in a few weeks at the end, like in August, we're going to come in here and absolutely blow your world away with the youth and the young people and the young adults and what God is doing in this generation. It is going to be so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Do you realize that God has saved the best for last? Thank you, Brother Willie, for reminding of that. That about 30 years ago, we had a production, and uh, you know, he he was the he was the keeper of the wedding, and he was saying he had one line, one, just one. But you have saved the best one for first, <laughs> instead of last. Uh, anyway, we have never let him live that down, as you can tell. But do we love Brother Willie? Yes, we do. Uh, but we, God has saved the best wine for last. And this final generation, this generation that God has raised up, you thought some of you, it was you. No, it's your kids and your grandkids. It is this, this upcoming generation. And here's the thing. We think, oh, my God, how can you use that? They don't get it. They don't have that. They don't do that. And God says, you thought you did. And you, you could use all of your abilities and your strengths and all that. It's going to be an even miracle, better miracle now in this generation because it's going to be me doing it through them. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. So this is going to be an awesome season. I want to encourage Beaumont. You know, Pastor and I have been here now, six, not quite six months, but we have been just circling and circling and circling. Um, when I said that, I just got chills because that's what I'm about to preach on. Now God just made it very real and relevant to me. Has that ever happened to you? And not, I always preach things that God is stirring in my spirit, not just something you hear or it was a good thing or a good title or a funny story, but it's what God is saying to us right now. And I'm going to help you today. I believe that. You know, we've been here 
now for about six months, and we haven't made a lot of splash, and we haven't come just in your face, but we are doing our best to hear the voice of God and just circling the wagons, kind of, and just seeing what God wants us to do and get the perspective of God. But I want to give you warning that something is about to happen and things are changing in our heart and our spirit and we're ready to move forward. God has given us such vision now and it's taken a while to settle in, but we're getting it. Say, we're getting it. We're getting there. I, uh, by the way, I want to say to all the ladies, get ready for in two weeks, we're going to just have a time where we flamingle you know, we're going to get together and just mingle and get to know each other and hear each other's heart. It's going to be called Flamingo, married or single, women only. And it is going to be the greatest time together where we worship together, but then we share and, and hear our hearts and hear each other and just get to know each other again because the Word says we should know those we labor among. And sometimes we don't know each other, but we're going to get to know each other because God's given us a battle plan. There's a strategy. Oh, my goodness. I am so stirred up about this. You know, I love small groups. I love them. I believe in them. I am doing them. I'm doing so many that I can't even get through one to get to another one right now. But here's the deal. Nothing takes the place of that corporate gathering where we flock together. Woo, I got a message about that too. I'm not preaching it today. I got to get on this message. But it's something about heat that is released when you start getting together close and you get in that battle plan and one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 and you come in here and you are ready to do business and God does supernatural things in the midst of his people. We, and even more so, you should do that as the coming of the Lord gets nearer and as things get darker, as things get worse and it's, and, and it's cold outside, it's going to be warm in here because we're going to be shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. Y'all don't even get it. Oh, God. I'm so, I'm, I, I know I say it every time I'm stirred, but I think I stay stirred, but I really am stirred. Y'all know what I mean? Okay, I don't know if I welcomed the guests properly. I got so carried away. Thank you for being here. Triumph, let's rally. Let's see what God's going to do. There's so many things in the potential and the greatness and the destiny on this church is so huge. We have to realize that. And I don't want that to be in my grandkids' lifetime. I want it to be in mine. Amen? Okay, so I want to help you change your perspective today and about some things that's happening in your life. And I want to see your, you shift your thinking. Sometimes we just need to shift our thinking. You were thinking one way, and all of a sudden, you can't, you can't even remember why you were thinking that way, because something shifted. You, you know what? That's going to happen to you in just a few minutes. I believe that. You're going to leave here different mindset. Now, what if I read this, or what if I made a statement like this? Would any of you relate to this? I am moving, but nothing is really changing. 
I'm doing everything I can. I've tried to do it right. I'm coming to church. I'm being nice to people I don't want to be nice to. I'm doing everything I can do, but nothing is changing. That might be you. I want to help you today, and here's the deal. Everyone goes through that, so you're in good company. And if you've never been in that place, hold on. You will get there at one point or another because there comes a time God shifts the battle plan, and you've got to get in line with him. And God, in this thing, sometimes we're saying, God, everybody's getting their miracle breakthrough, and I'm still over here. I can't get nothing. Nothing's changing in my life. You know, I haven't had a date in seven months. And I mean, I heard somebody say that the other day. I get it. I know they're few and far between, but let me tell you, God gets in the in-between and he will get your in-between to you. Yes, he will. So I, uh, here's the first thing I want you to know. God will always be moving always be moving. So more things are happening than you realize are happening because you may not feel the water coming yet, but he will have, he will have turned the faucet on way upstream. It just hadn't got down to you yet. God is always moving. He's never dormant. He's never late. He's always right on time. God is always moving and doing. So don't get discouraged in this season that you may find yourself a frustration because God is up to something. He's switching and moving and moving parts around and he's getting things in place because you're not quite ready yet, but he's going to have it ready when it's time. There are things, and then there's, he's shifting. And today he's going to cause us to shift our way of thinking. And here's what I want you to realize that I, you all have realized if you've been in Christianity very long that we are in spiritual warfare. Do you know that? We, we are, are in spiritual warfare. And so uh, there are different types of warfare. There are different types of battle plans. By the way, my name of my message today is the battle plan of circling. Circling. Okay. Just hang on because I know you think that's negative, and it can be. But what God is going to give us today is a change of mindset about this circling thing. There are different battle plans, and there are different strategies of strategic warfare. We have in our United States Armed Forces, we've got four divisions, and all of them are strategically um, orchestrated to be at the right place at the right time with the right strategy. And warfare, uh, they learn different warfare uh, principles. And in war, there's so many different things. And just off the top of my head, I'm not a strategist in warfare natural. But I do know this. I've I've been around long enough to know that there's sometimes we have to send in air raids. And that's the strategy. Then there's other times it's hand-to-hand combat. You know what I mean? So there's different things. They use tear gas. There's weapons of mass destruction that we can use as an intimidating factor. There's different strategies of warfare. But you can't use an air raid when you need to be hand-on-hand combat. You've got to have the right strategy for the right season. Now, that makes sense, right? 
Okay, there, there are multiple illustrations of this in the Word of God. If I would show you and you had time to look them up, I mean, there are times when you're just in warfare and you felt this in your very lives. And some of you may be living there now where you're having to battle. You're having to get up every day, put that on, on. you having to get that battle and that sword out. And you've got to cut, chop his head off. And you are just, you are worn out. And the Word of God, it says, even for Joshua, that they, that they sent in huge, God sent in huge armies to defeat the enemy. And it was every day battle. He was so tired. He said, hey, you know, let the sun stay high in the, because I'm just so exhausted. And I can't get it all done that I need to get done. Some of you are in that kind of strategic battle right now. Oh, for your children or for something. And you seem like you're worn out, but you know you got to keep battling. At least in that kind of battling, you have usually some trophies that you can say, see, I got the head today. You know, I chopped his head off. I did three things. I got the fruit to show of that today. I've been in battle. I'm worn weary, but I've got some things to show for it. That is one kind of battle. Then there's these battles that we saw in the Word of God where he told this guy to go down and dip in Jordan seven times, my sweet Jesus, in the dirty Jordan River. And you're thinking, what? You know, crazy battling strategies. And then there is the just use this or use the pots and the pans, use the things and I want you to beat on them and I want you to march in in the night and I want you to do this. God has strategic. I literally could go through so many that's going through my head right now that God had a strategic battle for a strategic victory. A strategic battle for a strategic victory. Now, corporately in this house, but individually as well, it's going to come right down to your individuality at home this week. But I believe God's given me a strategy for this house for at least this next week. For at least this next week, we're going to do something in the spirit that I believe God has called us to do to set us up for a victory, victory, victory lap. And I'm excited about that. And God, what I believe God is requiring us to do during this season comes from Joshua 6. So turn there with me quickly. Now, Jericho was securely, and as we used to say, it was shut up. None could go out and none could go in. Y'all remember that? Okay, some of you remember that. And uh, the children of Israel, none went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, you ready? See. Say, see. see. What did he say? See. I have given Jericho into your hand. That's what he said. See this. See this. Do you see? I have given Jericho into your hand. God is requiring in this illustration today that they move. They move. And they were moving circularly. Circularly. And I have, oh my goodness, last night I got to reading that the story of the circle maker and the... And I got so excited because now i got a series going on in my spirit. But there's this circle going on. But in the middle of this, the circle, the first thing you've got to get in your spirit is see. Say see. see. 
God has designed this battle plan to teach you things for the future, for our kids, for our grandkids, for this generation right now that you have to see. This is what I'm doing in my spirit. I'm re-examining my warfare. Now, I've lived a life and I haven't really always examined my warfare. I'm just out there getting it. But the older I get, the more strategic I have to be. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like you got to use your energies in the right places. I'm just saying, and it would be wise for you younger ones, younger than me. I, I don't mean I'm, I'm old. I'm just saying younger than me, that if you would learn to use your energy in the right places, You've got to be strategic in this hour. And Joshua is moving into this new land. He's a huge, great problem because now there's this giant wall. And if I could give you all the dimensions, it's unbelievable. This place called Jericho. And you can't get over it. You can't get under it. There are no gaps in the wall. It is shut up tightly. You can't get in, out. And so you can't get to your promise because of this Jericho thing. But God said, see, God chose this battle plan. Now, it doesn't seem to make sense, but if you understand where they're coming from, these people that are about to do this, that God is called to do this, you got to remember from where they did come. From where they came, they had wandered and circled for years and years and years. And their predecessors had, and their lineage had, and the generations previously. And this generation didn't want to hear anything about that. So they're not wanting to circle. And God has given them this idea that they got to circle. And they're saying, uh-uh, don't think so. Do you think maybe possibly God was trying to show them, look, there's some positive circling and some negative circling. And I want to change your mindset today. I'm going to cause you to circle. The very thing that you hate, the thing I'm going to cause you to do. The very thing that it seems like you're forefathers and the history behind you destroyed and they didn't get their promises. The very thing I'm going to use to show you that I can use this. Now they went on and on and on and for lots of reasons. But today I'm going to show you the first thing you got to do is you got to see that I've already given you this promise. I said, I've given it to you. I said, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. And I believe there's some people sitting here today that are, you know, you're kind of having deja vu over and over. I've been doing the right things. I've been going in circles. But nothing has changed in my life. Here I am on Sunday. All week I prayed and fasted, but now I'm back up in here and I got to act like things have changed, but things have not really changed. Got things still with me. Okay, Possibly you are looking at the wrong thing and seeing it in the wrong light. So let's see what God has for us in Joshua 6. He says, I have given Jericho into your hands. That's all you need, really? I mean, I've got a couple more things I want to talk to you about, but really and truly, you just got to keep moving. But you got to see, and all through the Bible, God has already said, I've already done it. I've already given you. I've already done it. It's already done. I've already given you the power over death, hell, and the grave. I've already completed everything, everything you need. I am your provider. It's done. See my provision. See what I have already done for you. 
receive what I am doing right now. It's going to be great. And just, but the thing is, you got to keep moving. Get in the rhythm. Let's go. Come on. Don't stop and whine about it. Just stay in the rhythm. And I, I see that, what God has done, even with Pastor and me. In the last few months, it's been like, God, nothing's changed. And God said, just keep moving, girl. There are things happening you didn't know were happening. I'm changing and moving, moving parts and pieces around. You're not going to have to open your mouth. I got it done. See, see, see. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting so excited because I'm putting this to work in my own life right now. And so it's already done. The addiction's broken. I paid the price for your deliverance already. See my deliverance, but keep moving. Say, keep moving. I know it looks the same, but you have to see your sons and daughters in the house of God. You have to see them already delivered and set free and on fire for God and fulfilling their destiny. See, because I've already given it into your hands. Now, let's continue to read real quickly. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given to Jericho into your hands. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. All of you men of war, you shall go around the city once. Then you shall go six more days, circle the city. And day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests will blow their trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. Oh, I, I could talk about all that, but I got to keep moving. Say, keep moving. And he said that the people proceed and march around the city and let who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets, rams, horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant and the Lord followed him. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guard. Ah. Uh, after the ark, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth. Until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. Okay, I, I need some help up here. Uh, let's see. Okay, come on, Brother Willie, you can do it. You can be my illustration today. I want you to stand up here because you're going to be Jericho. This isn't, this isn't your favorite thing right now. No, Jericho, and just put your face to, yeah, stand right there. He's a, he's a big, strong, you know, uh, uh, the word says thick. I'm not saying that or nothing. I'm just saying this is a strong fortress. And the word of God has to us is we have to see. So the first thing, say number one, I have got to circle the promise, not the problem. So I got to circle the promise, the promise that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. But the second, the, the thing I got to realize is I got to get my faith stirred up and I got to keep moving because my faith has got to be there instead of fear because fear wants to jump on me. Because here's the thing about circling. When you circle this thing is right in front of you always. It never leaves. It doesn't matter if you're circling it. You know, it's always there. It don't matter. You can't just wander off if you're circling. You're always going to be circling the problem. But, but more than seeing it, don't look there. Keep your eyes on the promise. 
that keep circling and saying, you will not intimidate me. I will not be moved by fear. I will be moved by faith. I'm decided today I'm not going to just see. I'm not going to, I'm going to see Jesus. I'm not going to see Jericho. I'm not looking at Jericho. I'm looking at Jesus. I keep my eyes on the right thing. And then the next thing I got to realize is, he's, this is a wall right here. But I will not look at it. I will not see the wall. I'll see the word. And this is your posture when you're circling. The word of God says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The word of God tells me that no matter where the enemy comes in, God has me. And he will raise up a standard against the enemy. My eyes are on Jesus. My eyes are on his word. And his word does not lie. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'll keep moving. But I ain't looking at him. Because if I look at that, then I stop. If I look at that, then I start trembling. If I look at that, something changes in my perspective. But the Word of God says we had to keep moving. Keep circling. Say, keep circling. Keep circling. Keep circling. Stay right there, wall, because you ain't down yet. So here, you, you can do this, this, this lap that's a defeated lap. <laughs> can't believe I'm up in here again today. I got to face them. I don't know what your Jericho is. I don't know if your Jericho is brokenness. It may be a relationship that's hurting or a marriage that's just, just destroyed. It may be children that are giving you hell on earth. I don't know what your Jericho is, but you can either... T- Keep looking at it, and when you do, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it gets bigger than, and God did not tell me to worship Jericho. He told me to march around it and circle it and pray. And I am not going to find myself worshiping it, and I'm sure not going to make it bigger because then I just pile a problem on top of a problem. I get Jericho bigger than he really was ever meant to be. He wasn't meant to be worshiped. He was meant to be circled, circling, circling, getting, realize you ain't going to be contained by what God has in me. You're not going to stop what God has. And I, but I can go on this defeated. Beautiful. I cannot believe one more time. I got to face this whole situation. I can't believe. Or, and there's a lot of things we can talk about that. Or you can get that word and keep marching and say, I got a victory lap I'm going around. I don't have many more times to do it because he didn't tell us to do it forever like this. He didn't say we were going to have to do it forever. He just said, hey, keep circling seven days. Come on now, six days and on the seventh, something's going to happen. But the whole time, and see, I've done been there where they, I've already heard stories about my ancestors when they were out in the wilderness and on the first lap, they started whining. The first lap. Now I know where that gets me. So I ain't keeping my eyes on that. I'm keeping my eyes on this. I'm keeping my eyes on the promise today because I know there's victory here because he said, see, see, 
You can do that or you can do the victory lap. Now, the second thing. So the first thing was put is circle the promise, not the problem. Don't circle the problem. Don't talk about it yay one more time. Don't call your friend up, yay, one more time and go through every detail, little by little by little, because you're just making him stronger and bigger and widening him out and making him impenetrable. Or either you focus on God and the promise, but keep circling and don't move. But the second thing that is so powerful, and I'm going to end on this today. I'm not going to be very long. I told you. But he said, I want you to be on the seventh day. I want you to be silent. Uh Uh-huh. I want you to circle in silence. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be quiet and not a word until it's time. Not a word. I have to understand right now, and all of those of you that are listening to me right now need to understand that this time, this strategy, silence, is the greatest gift God can give you. Now, just hang on. I know there's a time to shout. And I know there's a time to declare, but right now we've got to understand this strategy of circling seven days. And on the seventh day, you're going to be silent. There's some things that happen in silence. Today I walk around Jericho, but I'm just silent because when I don't listen to people around me because, you know, the more I talk about him, the more people jump in and add to it, and, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and we are all in this together, and bless God, that's the worst thing, and it's unbelievable, and all the things, and, but when I'm silent, I don't give the enemy my location. I don't give him intel that he does not deserve to have because when I tell him what my problem is, then do you think he's going to sit around and just let that be? No, he's going to make it stand up and jump in my face. He's going to push me and do everything. He's going to be on me all week long, making this thing bigger and worse than it's ever been because now he has a strategy against me because I gave it to him with my mouth. But he said, be silent. There's a reason why you got to be silent. Because while you're silent, you're going to be praying in the Spirit. You're going to be hearing the Word of God. You're going to be listening for the voice of God. You're going to be quiet. And there is something about about silence you got to know. There's this thing called awkward silence. Y'all been there? Yeah. Here's the thing. When there's awkward silence, it's like, uh... I got to talk because we got to fill this space, you know, because it's so, oh, well, when you, when you keep seeing this thing and, and you're quiet and you keep looking at it, whoo, it's just, it's everywhere you go. You got to repeat, you got to say something because you got to fill the awkward gaps. And here's what happens to every one of us at some time or another. It's almost like you start using your words that you shouldn't use at this point. Because God says, rest your voice, get ready, because I want you to have the victory shout. At the end, you're going to shout and everything's going to change. So he's getting us ready, but we're using it too soon. 
Yeah, you're using your, all your words up so you don't have any victory shout ready because you're hoarse by then. Because you have just, I'll tell you what happened the other day. I was in Myrtle Beach. Kara and, and um, uh, my grandson Parker, Parker was having a deal. Uh, by the way, he won his, yeah, whatever it was we were doing, he won the whole thing. And uh, yeah, tournament. And so we're there and this lady behind me, God is my witness. She would not shut up. And we were getting so close to the end. We were always ready. We wanted to have our victory shouting our glory and yeah, and screaming as loud as we could. But no, she was the coach did this and in my in my mind didn't and my kid didn't you know he could have done better than that. And I'm saying, who is your kid? Look at Parker. No, I didn't say that. That what I was saying. I didn't part with that. I was wanting to say, it's not about that. Get over it. There's a victory here for everybody. And so she's just, yeah, 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 yeah. When she should have been silent and waiting and seeing. But you know what was so funny? Was when we did win, we're all screaming. She jumped up and went, ah, and she didn't have nothing left. She didn't have a thing left. She couldn't even scream. She couldn't even get excited. And that's what we do. We use our voice when God said, be quiet. And he said, "Uh uh-uh, rest your voice. Because there's coming a time that I'm going to want you to get up. And I'm going to want you to shout. And I'm going to give you the victory. Don't dare use your voice now. Don't you do it because I want you to see. When it's time for you to shout, you'll be able to shout. Today, I want you to keep walking. Rest your voice. Okay, those of you that need to rest your voice, rest your voice. Hunter, where are you? Rest your voice. Yeah, because there's coming a time real soon that we've got to be ready for what God has. But during this time, you're still circling. You're still circling. You're still building up your most holy faith. You've got your eyes on the promise now. You're hearing the Holy Spirit. And here's what I want you to realize about silence. God is never, never has that awkward silence. See, our awkward silence is kind of like this. You know, I've been talking about this thing for so long, and then I just finally said, because everybody else was getting their blessing and their victory, and I ain't got mine, so I just said, woo, I got my breakthrough. You didn't get a breakthrough. But you got to say something because there's some awkward silence because he's still in the room and people know about your secret or know about your situation or know because you've said it. And I get it. There are times we got to declare it. We got to. But hey, it's time to shut up now and let God do what he does. It's time to just keep circling and say, hey, God is not awkward. This is when God's feeding me the most right during this time when I don't get to listen to everybody else and I don't get to open up my mouth and say everything that comes to me. I'm getting to say what God says in my spirit. And my spirit, man, is louder than the conversations that have been taking place around me. And it's bigger than him standing right there. Are you with me? There's something about silence that you need to know. God is not awkward in his silence at all, but he is setting you up for victory. Thank you, Brother Willie. We'll let you go down right now. We can be so embarrassed. 
we can be so embarrassed because we haven't gotten the thing that we have declared we're going to have. God said he's going to bless my business. Yes, he is. And you know what? He will. But right this minute, the strategy has changed. Are you, so, are you, are you with him enough to be quiet? And don't make something up to fit what's going on around you. I've seen it happen, and we've all done it at times. You know, oh, I tell you, God just came through for me. No, he's coming through for you, but you didn't see the manifestation yet in that thing. Maybe some other things, but that thing is still staring you, and he's still standing there right there in your face. But God said, be quiet. Don't say anything. There's power in that. That is a victory. That is an absolute strategy that we don't ever want to use. We use all the other ones, but not that one. There's a time when God said, keep marching. And here's the thing. It's not for a long amount of time. But at the end of that, when he got through with that, every day he would say, I want you. There's one more thing I want to tell you. Number three. Two is silent. Number three is rest. Now, this one is crazy because I don't want to do this one. I can do all the other ones, but this one, you are telling me to rest when Jericho, that wall had moved an inch. I'm still out here. It hadn't moved. I haven't gotten my victory. I haven't seen what you said I was going to see, and that still has not moved, and you want me to go rest? This is the biggest place Christians come to and mess up including myself, because this is when it ain't about you anymore. It's all about I surrender to you. I trust you. I give you my complete and total trust, God. You're my control. I can't make it happen. But some of us want to pick up tools and start. Yeah, we do. My dad taught me how. Yeah, you want to start beating the walls down. You want to start getting your chisels out and doing it on your own when God said, rest and get ready. Rest and get ready. And on that seventh day, at the end, you're going to get up that morning. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, you don't always know. I know that you're saying, well, how will I know? Trust me in this. If you've done everything well and you've learned to circle well and you've learned to circle Circle the promise and not the problem. You've learned to see Jesus and not Jericho. You've learned to have faith and not fear. And something inside of you is burning with excitement. And you shut up when it was time to shut up. And you've rested. And this morning when you get up, and I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or Thursday or next Sunday, but when you get up and you have done that, there's going to be this thing in you that says, Hmm, today I'm doing the humming because I know I'm about to shout. I'm about to shout. God's about to give me that word. Shout! For I have given it to you today. There is a victory that God has for this house. There is a victory there that God has for you individually. And there is a mandate on us now to circle and learn how to circle well. Don't circle complaining. Don't circle talking with your head over your shoulders, talking to somebody else. Don't circle with your eyes on Jericho. Circle with your eyes in the book. Circle with your eyes on him. Circle with faith and not fear and intimidation by him. And declare that God has the last 
word and in your spirit, something is about to happen. Stand up on your feet. Say yes. Yes, Yes, I did it in 30 minutes. You will know it. Close your eyes with me. You will know it. You will begin to shout. You have not been circling for no reason. Because this is where this began to be birthed by the Spirit. Just, oh, I was just in this thing. God, we've been circling and circling. I don't see any change. There's no visible change. Are we just doing this for naught? No, 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 no. I was on an airplane for almost seven hours this this past Thursday night. They rerouted us through Minneapolis, Minnesota, just to get to Houston from Myrtle Beach. And the pilot comes on and says, ladies and gentlemen, we were supposed to land at such and such, but we're not gonna be able to do that. We're just gonna circle for a little while up here. This has happened to me three or four times, but this time, this is what, and I wanna tell you, something hits my spirit because I'm thinking of what God is doing in my own life and in other people's lives. And I'm thinking, oh, you don't, you gotta know that pilot is not doing that because he's bored and don't have anything else to do. And he's trying to just spend time. He'd rather be having time in the Admiral's Lounge But no, no, no. He said, we're going to circle. And this is what I know. He is saying he's going to circle because what we find out later is there were too many aircrafts on the runway. We would have crashed, hurt other people, destroyed ourselves, destroyed destroyed everything if we had landed too soon. So God's timing is always perfect. It's always perfect. And so... He says, circle, then just circle, baby. But circle knowing you're going to land. And when you do, he's going to have the runway down there. You're going to land in peace. There ain't going to be no shift. You're going to do it right. It's going to be the right time. You're going to be safe and sound. And your family is. There's victory right ahead. Yay, Jesus. Oh, 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 I hear you, Jesus. I hear your word, Father. Today, we come into agreement. Our prayer partners are coming quickly. I just, I just sense so strongly that as a body of believers, and then on another level individually, we all have to take this leap of faith today. That these next seven days, I I know that sounds literal, and we don't usually put literal things on God. But you know, this is a season, and I'm asking you to do this with me. Just try it. We're going to circle the promise today. I don't know what yours is. I don't know what your problem is, but we're not going to circle the problem. We're going to circle the promise that God has said, see, I have given it to you. We're going to keep circling that. And then we're going to be quiet and we're going to shut up and we're not going to use our voice, but we're going to hold our peace. Get your hands out. This is where you hold your peace. Jesus never, it says over and over in different applications and in in different uh, telling 
of the story as he was going up the hill of Golgotha. The many, many times and the things that happened in those few days before his death. It said, but he held his peace. Get a hold of it. Don't let anybody get your peace. No, 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 no. God's paid a price for you to have that peace. Yeah, but because he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of our peace was on him. So he's already paid the price for my peace and I'm holding on to it today. I don't have to say a word. I don't have to holler. I don't have to scream yet. I just have to be silent and keep my eyes on the promise because the peace of God shall soon crush Satan under your feet. The peace of God passes understanding. And so I've got the peace of God and I'm holding my peace. That's what we're going to do this week. We're going to come back and we're going to shout together. And some of you will shout before you get back because God will, there will be that unction on the inside. Today's the day. When you get up and on your feet, you know this is it. This is the day that God says shout. And when he does let that victory shout come up out of you, find your voice and use it. Use it for his glory. God, I thank you for every person in this room today. I do know, Lord, that this is a season and a time where it seems like nothing is happening. But Lord, you are up to something so big. You're moving parts and pieces and you're moving situations in people's lives. And God, you are going to make yourself so real to them this week. This is a new season for all of us collectively. We're going to march around the walls. We're going to not say anything. We're not going to grumble. We're not going to complain. We're going to keep our eyes on the promise that you have spoken over us. There will not be one negative word come out of our mouth this week. We will speak only what the Lord has said. And Lord Jesus, we declare that our faith will overcome our fear. Our faith will be greater than our fear. We will not be intimidated by what it looks like in the natural because we have the eyes of the Spirit. We will see in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's not by might, not by power, not by my Spirit. But right now, I just want to do something. I want you, if you're one of those people that said, I've got, I got a Jericho. There's been some victories, but there's this thing that's just hanging out up there and it keeps staring me, trying to stare me down. But God says, this is the week. This is the week. You keep walking. But you want to just come into agreement with someone today and say, I want to do this. I want to believe. I want this battle strategy. I want this battle plan of circling. I want God to use it for my glory, for His glory, I mean. This week, if you're one of those people, I want you to just step out from where you are and kind of come up here and join us today. Just join us today. Join some of these prayer partners and say, come into agreement with me quickly because I, I know I need a new battle strategy. I know I need a new battle plan. I've been circling and circling and circling and circling, but I can't seem to get past looking at what is in front of me. And God is going to so He's going to incredibly anoint this place today. I am asking every person that's not standing up here to put your eyes this way right now toward heaven and just close them with your hands reached out toward him. And I am asking that the grace of God come upon us right now. Fall upon us, grace. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit because it's not by might. 
And it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're going to grace every person in here. Every one of us with the power and the desire to do your will. And we are going to see victory. We are going to see things come down. I just believe that that same thing, I know it doesn't look like in the natural How in the world could this happen in the natural? How could those strong walls come down? Well, you know what? It don't say this in the Bible, but I believe while all those people are marching around, the foundation of the enemy was being shaken. Something that's been happening. You're marching and circling and circling and circling and circling. And that foundation is beginning to crumble from within. You haven't seen it yet, but you don't know what God's doing way down there on that 26th layer of bricks that's been built there with mortar for years. God's cracking foundations of the enemy right now. I believe he's cracking foundations. The spirit of the Lord God is upon you. For he has anointed you. Oh! We declare your glory. We declare your glory in this house. Pastor Brandon, thank you, Jesus. 